something that I live by, just a little, I don't know, I just brought, brought the thought, I just said that, is when you come into a room, when you come into a situation, say you come into a prayer meeting, or just in somebody's home, or something that you just feel like it's heavy. You know when you walk in and you just feel like, ah, oh, it just feels like it's, there's something holding back. Like how about when you come to church one morning and you feel just still, even in here, what if you felt like it was like, ah, there's a little bit. Well, you have a choice. You have a choice. You know the Lord told me years ago, he says, Kevin, when you walk in a room like that, you choose to throw yourself on the altar. Don't worry about everyone else. You, are, we, each one of you are accountable only to God. So you carry a fire. Like uh, Stacy's word, you have a voice. You can shift an atmosphere just by what you're doing. You can come in a room, bring excitement. You bring the kingdom. It doesn't matter if you're one of those people that are excitable. You can choose either way because you have a choice to say either heaven's at hand or you can take the lie of the enemy that, the, oh, it's all just going to go bad. Or do you want to believe what Jesus says? Right? So that real re- recap from last week, because I'm just going to keep on going. We're talking about the kingdom of God on earth today in act- acting through his people, Right? And so the biggest thing was, I'm just going to go real, we just want to bring this up because we need to be on the same page. The distinction between us and Jesus, because if we're supposed to be like Jesus, is there, is there any reason we can't be like Jesus? No. Why? Because Jesus chose to be 100% man and 100% God, but he actually limited himself when he was here. He completely submitted to the Holy Spirit and only did what the Father was doing. Do we agree on that? And so the only other thing was is that he was fully sinless. Do we believe that? Actually, it's crazy. Oh, I don't, I'm going to get into politics here. But this week, some guy gets on national TV and decides and speaks and says Jesus wasn't perfect. Isn't that crazy? That's how, though, yeah, you don't have to worry, though. Guess what? Jesus still ain't worried. But it's actually, I watched it. I, I was like, people were like, what? Who are you to say that? And that's why we have to be a voice, guys. Lord, I just pray right now you'd raise up godly media, kingdom media, kingdom business. Lord, that the mountains of influence would be taken over by the church. Because we have something called the Holy Spirit. So, we, again, have a choice now to be like Jesus. We can't say that sin separates us anymore, right? Because what did happen? You guys, what happened? Jesus Christ, what did happen when he was on the cross? He died and did what? He went down to hell and he recovered our authority. He took back the keys. Do we believe that? So then if we believe that, then all that's left, left is how much, how subject are we to the Holy Spirit? It's that simple. If you get to live, choose to live because even if you do sin, man, all falls short of the glory, fall short of all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But guess what? He redeemed. So you have a choice to either look at the, at the, and live in the tree of life or eat out of the tree of good and evil. The tree of life says you're redeemed. You've been bought by the blood. We have been consumed. We have been paid for. He did it all for us. It's that simple. That's the gospel right there. He didn't stay. He rose again, gave us the keys, and says, it's your turn. He actually chose to use us. So that's a little bit of a recap from last week. But now we need to move into this. We need to be commissioned. You know what commissioned is? To be instructed, to be commanded, or given a duty by a person or a group. Well, guess what happened? 
In Genesis 1.28, you guys can read this. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the earth. What is he saying? He's saying we are being commissioned. That was the great first commission. Wow. That was the great first commission to be fruitful and multiply. He gave us, he gave Adam Eve the garden. Do we all agree with that? All those watching, do we agree with that? He gave Adam and Eve. It was full. They had all authority. They had authority in there, right? They were only told one thing. Don't eat from the one tree. But you know what? That tree, God put there for a purpose. He didn't have to put it there. He chose to put it there. Why? Because he wants us to freely love him. He wants us to truly choose to love him. Because it would be pointless. He actually cared so much to have people to actually, his creation, to actually love him and by choice. Who wants to be loved by force? You know? He chose to put that tree. But he did. He told them. He told them what to do. He wasn't like, oh, here we go. You guys are screwed. No, no. He wanted, he wanted them to just love him for who he was and stay away from that tree. But what happens? Ah. Okay, I jumped ahead there. So, first of all, we want, I want to keep on, on, on point here. So if he put Adam and Eve there, and we were called to be fruitful and multiply, not just Adam and Eve, we were. Why? To be fruitful and what? To bring what? Heaven to earth. Do we realize that already then we were supposed to bring? He created a, an actual realm of heaven on earth. The garden was like heaven. There was no sin. Everything was great. Oh, but they had to work. Well, hold on. We, that's a big topic right there. Are we going to work in heaven? We probably will be doing something. We will be. We'll have things to do because God, we are made in his image and God's a creator. And as we get to be like him. So, his original plan was that we would multiply and cover the whole earth with what? His glory. Subdue the earth. I love Numbers 14.21 says, But truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk 2.14 says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Guess what? Guess how he planned to cover the earth. Us! We're his plan! Isn't that amazing? You guys! You guys watching! No, let's get excited. I need some more excitement in this room, specifically, and those watching. We need, I want, but you guys, this is the good news. God made us so that we could bring his glory. He wants you to be filled with his glory. He wants you to experience life as, on earth, as in heaven on earth. He wants you to be the, bringing dominion. He wants you to multiply. He isn't asking the church to hide and say nothing. That's why I, love, that's why I brought Stacey up here, because that voice of the church needs to rise. We're his hands. We're his feet. We are heaven on earth. I brought it up last week. It's amazing. We actually, when you walk in the room, you're bringing Jesus. It's that cool. But we have to shift this mindset that when you walk in a store, you guys, I'll tell you, Charismatic Church, we get too caught up sometimes with, oh, the enemy's doing this and this. When you walk in the store and you see somebody that's doing weird stuff, say occultish stuff, get excited. You brought the kingdom. They're the ones getting affected. You guys are changing the atmosphere. Don't back down. Get excited. You bring the fire. God, they are tormented by that. 
But guess what I learned way back? Instead of tormenting him, how about we do this? Lord, show him who you are. You bring heaven. You bring the love. You open the doors. The gates are open. Come on in. Because people are hungry. People are desperate to actually experience what God really is. You guys, it's, it's, you'd be surprised. People want the truth. Most people that dabble in that kind of stuff are just searching. Well, oh, they're in this religion and that religion. That's because they haven't seen the truth yet. They haven't met an on-fire, burning, loving, Jesus-following Christian that actually wants to show them that Jesus is so real that when they meet you, they actually see Jesus. That's the commission right there. It's because he made us in his image. It's all about love. He always wanted to be loved. But we know by the word of God that he first loved us. Isn't that so cool? You're loved no matter what. If, you, if those watching enough, if you don't know you, Jesus, I, hope you, I pray you become a follower. But if you don't know him and anyone in this room that does not feel loved right now, that's a lie of the enemy. That's a thought pattern that needs to be broken. He loves you. He doesn't care what you did yesterday. He doesn't care that if you did something bad because he loves you today. And he is, arms are wide open that says, I forgive you. You choose. It's, just a, it's a choice. It's a choice. Oh, during worship, I just kept on seeing this. It's like some people are just that choice away. Like when Jesus told Peter, throw the nets on the other side. You just got to try something different. If you're feeling stale, if you're feeling like it's not working, try something different. As simple as, hey, let's just pray a little more. Hey, how about we just, we've been doing devotions every week, but it's, it feels a little stale. Let's switch it up and do something else. Phone up somebody. Hey, admit it. Hey, I'm having a hard time. Pray with me. When they come together, community, it's crazy. Hey, it's the year of the voice, and and. We're prophetic people, so we like this whole mass things. Like Stacy said, we're not against mass, whatever. But it's interesting, right? But it's also interesting that it's constant isolation. Isolation is killing people. It is. There's. I just heard another one this week of a of a good, a, not somebody down and out, somebody a, a good a businessman that just committed suicide last week because of COVID, left his family out of nowhere. Why? Because he didn't have Jesus. They can't cope with it. We go, what? That's crazy because we, we're so used to living a life with Jesus that we forget what it's like to actually have no hope. Because no matter what, you can take everything. I still have hope. I know. Amen. Right? But the world needs to know that. And I'll keep on preaching that because we need to. We as a body need to release and go forth. Not a few people. We're all. And you don't wait for the evangelist to have to do everything. It's the body of Christ rising up and sharing in the kingdom wherever we go. It's a great romance. That's the story. That's the story that found in Genesis. From the beginning of the book to the end. It's a, it's a romance of his, his, our father loving his kids. Pulling on a bride. Saying, get ready, get ready, get ready. He loves his bride. He loves his people. Psalms 115, 16 says, 115, 16 in the Passion Translation says, the heavens belong to our God. They are alone they are his alone, but he has given us the earth and put us in charge. Whoa. What? He gave us in charge? Yes, we are his voice. We are his hands. We are his feet. Yes, God is sovereign. We will not say, we fully believe that here at Winter. God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. He's God. You're going to argue with God? Have fun. It ain't going to work too well in your favor. 
But you know what? There is, he actually, just like Jesus did, he surrendered, he, he actually, we just said Jesus was fully God, but fully man, and he, he lived in limitations. It's interesting from what I find in scriptures that God actually decided to give us the ability to be his hands and his feet. Yes, God will do things here and do things, but he, he desires to co-labor with us. He wants to use us. That's so exciting, isn't it? You get to be his hands and his feet. But if you don't know who you are, you're not going to get there. That's why we're doing a school in September. And it's, I'm excited. You know what I'm most excited about? Yes, we're going to teach people to prophesy. We're going to teach people to evangelize. We're going to teach people to speak. We're going to teach people all sorts of things. But the number one thing I want to see taught, and this is where Bethel has done so well in trying to do, is that we're teaching identity. Because all that comes out of identity. You don't need to be a prophet to get a word of the Lord if you actually know who you're a son or a daughter. Because when you're a son or a daughter, you know he speaks. You know you can go to him any time. When you find out who you are, everything changes. Everything changes. Out of intimacy. I brought up the word commission. Because they were commissioned to go be fruitful and multiply. We get commissioned, the ultimate commission. You can have and get come up and get ordained. You can do this, get commissioned to do this. Or... The best place to start from is in the secret place. When God calls you, when you get commissioned by him. The truth is, there's many people that have been commissioned by God in one-on-one, and then they try to jump out and do what they think they're supposed to do right away. This called favor of God and favor of man. God wants to work in intimacy. He wants to work behind the scenes on you. Oh, I've met people that are like, oh, God told me I'm a prophet. Okay. So where's your influence? Well, uh, no, no one will listen to me. Every time I say some people, they just get mad. Well, that's awesome that God <laughs> commissioned you, you're a prophet. Well, the, the voice of the Lord, I heard the audible voice. That's amazing. How about you serve for a while? How about you take a chance? How about you start getting into the body? How about you just start practicing? There's a lot of people. It's amazing. People all, it's, oh, I've been commissioned. Jesus told me I'm supposed to go to the nations. But they won't mow the lawn at the church. Come on. They won't join a life group because it's too busy. They won't get, they won't help their neighbor. They will, come on. We have the nations here. We live in the lower mainland. I'm not saying you're not called to go across the seas and stuff. But ba- just practice here. Practice here. If you feel you're called, just, Call to youth, then go start working with youth. Don't wait to go up there. There's, hurt, there's hurting people here. Hey, if you're called, there's many people like, oh, I'm so called to just help the, the, the orphans and the widows and all this stuff. Guess what? Go talk to Will Sotanga. He'll hook you up. There is such a need for people to be foster parents. Whoa, you could do that here. Why not? Practice. And then he might give you a bigger platform. We need to spend more time with the Lord. That's the word right there. We need to spend more time with the Lord. There's no formula outside of relationship. If there's anything, a formula, which it's not in, we don't find in Scripture, if there is something called a formula, it's called one-on-one time. Jesus did it. He kept on going out. He said, I have to go be with the Lord. I need to be with my Father. I need to know my Father. I need to know my, what my Father's saying. How, how do you know if we're just so busy, busy, busy? Uh, I love this. I love this in the Passion Translations. Revelations 22, 17. That's Revelations 22, 17. Come, 
says the Holy Spirit and the bride in a divine duet. Let everyone who hears this duet join them in saying, come. Do you realize like a duet? It's two people singing, right? It's not just him. It's you and the Lord. Come, let everyone gripped with the spiritual with spiritual thirst say, come, and let everyone who craves the gift of living water, come, and drink freely. It's my gift to you. Come. It's a love affair. But you got to spend time if you're going to be in love. My wife wouldn't be very happy if I didn't spend time with her. Whew. We have dominion. Genesis 3, 1 to 7, I'm going to, actually I'm going to read it. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not die. What's the first thing he says to her? Jesus, the Father is holding something back from you. You're not going to die. He's lying to you. He's lying to you. Isn't that how we get it all the time? Oh, they have it better than me. There's something wrong here. I'm out of God because that's working out for them, but it's not working out for me. I'm missing something. It's called comparison. It's called a lie. For God knows that in that day when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God knowing good and evil. So we know what happens here. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, but that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband and he, with, with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves co- coverings. Isn't it interesting? Did you, re- we have to realize it. The devil had no authority in the garden. He didn't. He didn't say, eat the fruit. Eat it. You have to eat it well. So you have to eat it, Heiko. You have to eat it. He couldn't. You could just say, no. Forget it. I don't have to eat your, your fruit. He had to convince them that God wasn't enough for them, that his truth wasn't enough. Nothing has changed, guys. It's the same old lie. It's the same old lie. The only authority the devil ever has is when you give it to him. That's what happened. He said, okay. He, the lie came in and you just gave him the keys. And now you got the keys. Well, why did my life suck? Because you gave him the keys. You're living in lies. We're, you can't. We have so much going on in our lives and right away it's like, well, why is that going wrong? That's why that's going wrong. Because you're, and a lot of it has to live, this mindset. Oh, the devil's winning. The devil's winning. How many times have I heard that? Oh, I just feel beat up by the devil. Well, beat him back up. Take the keys back and beat him up. Jesus, did you know that Jesus, he has the best warfare. He liked warfare. He went down to hell. He went into warfare, but he came back with something. That's Jesus' warfare. He didn't get go down there and get defeated. He came back and won and took something out from them. We need to be on the offense, church. We need to get excited. We need to actually realize that we have victory. Everywhere we go. And this isn't just a bunch of hype and excitement. It's the truth. And I'm getting excited because it's so simple. It's so simple. The truth is that simple. It's like we have authority. We have authority. Jesus Christ, he went down and he gave us the keys. It's so exciting. 
You get to walk with your head lifted up. Why? Not because of who you are, because of who he is, which makes you amazing. And I'll tell you, when you start seeing yourself and realize that you start catching yourself, things get easier. Wait a minute. No, I don't believe that. No, 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 no. You, you, You can't be blessed. Well, why not? Well, you did this and this. No, no, no. My sin's been covered. My sin has been covered. I love it. When, when Jesus said to that woman that was caught in adultery, he said, go and sin no more. She got, got, could live in redemption now. The devil can come at her and say, oh, you did this. No, 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 no. Jesus forgot that. When our blood, when the blood covers our sin, and I know that happened before the cross, so let's not get into that theology, but after the cross in, in the new covenant, when our sins are covered by the blood, they're covered. They're covered. We have to believe that. Because the enemy is going to constantly, constantly bring you back your past. I know the old saying, when the devil tells you your past, you tell him of his future. And I love that. But we need to tell him more often. And not be worried about, oh, no, no, I, I, I told the devil off. Oh, shoot. I'm going to get hit by the devil. Oh, no, my word. My car accident. Oh, my. No, you guys. That's giving him back the keys. He's lost. He's been stepped upon. You can step on his head. Don't be foolish and have warfare for fun. Jesus didn't go walking around looking for warfare. He went to set the captives free. He went around and said, follow me. Be fishers of men. You guys, if we could learn anything right now from the gospel is that we didn't get, Jesus didn't get caught up in a lot of the politics going on. He didn't get caught up in the junk going on. He, caught up, he was caught up in what Jesus was doing. He got caught up saying, my kingdom's here. He said, my kingdom is now. It is here and I want to show you to it. If the devil only knew that he was coming there to die... To take back the keys, he would have stopped every person from putting him on the cross. You guys, do you realize the devil doesn't know the plan in 2020? Look, can I say that again? He doesn't know the plan in 2020. It's actually kind of funny if you watch the news and don't get too caught up in it. But I sit there and laugh because the enemy is like trying to stop things, but he keeps on screwing things up. It makes it all crazy. And people are like, what? It's gone so far, it's almost funny. It's sick. So I don't call it, like, when it, hear me out when I say it's funny. But he doesn't know. He doesn't know that, it, guess what? The church is rising up. Amen. He doesn't know that there's things happening behind the scenes. He doesn't know that the church is getting hungrier. That the church is burning. He's, he's just trying to do what he's trying to do his thing. And guess what? Oh, I don't know. I don't have time to get into that. So I'm not going to go there. That's too much theology on that one. Luke, yeah, I love it. Luke 19, 10 says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save which was lost. That's what his mission was. That's Jesus, the Son of Man. Luke 4, 6 to 7 says, and the devil said to him, all this authority I give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before, worship before me, all this will be yours. This is when Jesus is being tempted. He couldn't have said that, right, if Adam and Eve didn't give him the keys. But guess what? It didn't work on Jesus either. Why? Sinless, filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, no, 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 no. You don't test me. I know what's about to happen. I don't need it the fast way. Come on, church. We don't, sometimes we need to stop and just saying that we just need the fast way. Let God teach you. Let us grow. Let's work out a little bit. Let's not always look for the easy answer because Jesus is not always the, the easy answer. Sometimes he's saying, hey, how about you just grow? How about you grain faithness? Because I've called you such great, 
great things. Have you ever, I've heard this once, and I take it as you wish, but somebody was saying how it's weird how when somebody gets the same prophetic word over and over and over again quite often, it actually means that God is not saying, he's trying to remind you that it's a real word, but it's going to take some time. I've called you to great list, and I'm going to tell you that over and over by every prophet that sees you because you've got some time to get there. Stay on the path. Don't lose faith. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. See, Satan didn't know how he was, Jesus, Satan didn't know heaven's plan. They didn't understand heaven's plan. But do you realize that heaven's plan wasn't made up just, okay, at the zero BC or whatever when, when Jesus was born? At some point, Jesus the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit would have discussed, how are we going to redeem these people? You know what's so cool is? Jesus decided freely, as the uncreated one, to say, you know what, I will die for them. Because guess what? I could just imagine, this is my own thing, but I could just imagine Jesus is like, oh, we ticked off Satan when we made them in our image, the very thing he wanted, and now I'm gonna, let's tick him off even more. He's He's going to think I'm going to come down there and rule. That's all he cares about is, is what people know who he is. How about if I come in, in, in humility and come and bring our kingdom down, but actually not, and then die? How about I believe for them? How about if I make covenant? How about I pay the biggest cost? He won't see that coming. Come on. But I'll tell you, I would have been like, are you kidding me? Why would we do that for those people? <laughs> But they said, because we love them. You guys just, just sit there someday and, and just spend even a couple of hours just thinking about, okay, he's uncreated, he's everything, and he decided that he loved us, he loved me enough that he would die. You know how humiliating that was? Oh, I don't shoot, I have that in a verse somewhere here. Hmm, doesn't matter, we'll get there. Oh no, here it is right here. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. It was shameful, guys. He sat down at the right hand of God. Hebrews 12, 2, in the Passion, I love this. It breaks down a little bit more. We look away from the natural realm as we fasten our gaze upon Jesus, who birthed faith. He birthed faith within us, and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example to this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. I want everyone in this room, everyone listening, to hear this again. Because his heart was focused on what? The joy. So he's excited that he was knowing that you would be his someday. That you would be his someday. That's what he did when he was sitting there getting completely whipped, when they were humiliating, spitting on him, knowing that if he could just move his finger, they'd be destroyed. In a moment, he could have destroyed the whole earth. And guess what? Well, no, no, he promised he wouldn't destroy the earth. He can do what he wants. He's God. You don't argue with him? He took the shame. He took the humiliation for what? So that you would know him. Oh, I love that. It gets me so excited. Because when you start dwelling on this stuff, you have to share it. When you get excited, when you're going through a hard time, when you don't understand what's going on, and you start reading this stuff, get in the Word, you get excited. Because if He's willing to die for me, 
and take on that shame and take all that humiliation, there must be something for me ahead. Because he loves. He endured the agony of the cross, conquered its, its humiliation, and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. I just want to remind us again that God allowed Jesus to be fully man. He chose to be limited. John 5, 19 says, so Jesus said, I speak to you the timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own, initi- my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing. For the son does the same works as his father. Jesus' victory was for all mankind. We now have the choice to live with authority or give it back to Satan. We have the choice. You have the choice today. You have the choice tomorrow when you wake up. You have the choice every moment to say, no, I am a blood-bought child of the living God. I have authority because Jesus has authority. I carry the kingdom. I bring an atmosphere of the kingdom. That's not prideful. It's because of who he is, not because of anything you even did. Guess what? The moment you get saved, you have that authority. Sometimes it's crazy. We get almost frustrated with some of these new believers because they're like, they know it better than us. How come the miracles are happening? Because they don't have any other thing but said, they just learned, they just found out, God loves me. I've been living life. You know, some of the great evangelists are the ones like got saved when they're later. Why? Because they're just like, wow, I was so sinful. I so messed up. It's testimony and all of a sudden it's all wiped away and all of a sudden like, wow. But guess what? You don't need that testimony of sin to be great. We just have to get the understanding that he's great. And when he's great and to find out what he wants to do for you, you're filled with the spirit and actually things change. See, we have an option every, all the time. There's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. We have a tree of life. What are you eating from? Because when we pray, let's bring up miracles because we love miracles. We, love, we had some miracles last, last week. Gundamaro, he had it for two years. I don't, maybe we'll bring it up later, but two years he had not been able to, to run because of his ankle. He left after service. He said he got healed. Then he went home and ran 4K. Then the next day, he had another for two years. 4K. I'm like, dude, you weren't probably just, maybe your leg was hurting, but how was the rest of your body doing? And the next day, he played soccer. But you know the first thing I thought? Man, he gets to play soccer with his kids. Because he's a good father, and he's, tomorrow's a good father, and his daddy's a good father, and wants to see him have fun with his kids. It's that easy. But we have to choose that that's what the Word of God says, that He heals the sick today. So when you go and pray for somebody, the problem is, is that we go by experience. Okay, Lord, we just pray right now, if you will, heal them today. What do you mean, if? Where's that second option? Jesus never said there was an option. But it's it's your authority. You're actually right there saying, okay, devil, you, you, you basically have authority not to heal. Jesus, it's because it's really, we will see what happens. No, you have to learn to know who you are. You have to know the kingdom principles, and it's you pray. Your job isn't the results. Your job is not the results. It's letting God be God. And guess what? If they don't get healed today, you do not have to sit down and explain it to everybody. That's not your job. We get too caught up trying to explain that we lose faith. And so the next time we go, well, we're like, oh, man, it took us like days. We had to explain. Da, da, da. No. Amen. Then we make up 30 reasons why you're not healed, which are all great and everything. That's wonderful. Go study the word. But at the end of the day, you get healed. 
God does what he's going to do, and his principles are true no matter what happens in the natural. No matter what happens in the natural. God is still upon the throne. No matter who becomes our prime minister, no matter who becomes another president, it doesn't matter. God is still completely in charge. And he said, you're in charge. Maybe it has more to do with the church than we realize. But maybe it means we actually have to do something and get on our knees. Prayer changes things. Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 28, 18 and 19. Then Jesus came close to him and said, all the authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority. That's you. Go in his authority. You only have authority because of what he's done. But you get to have it. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's like you're walking around with a signet ring. When you had a signet ring back in the day, this, that, that came with authority. That, that marked the same authority as the highest whoever gave it to you. You get to govern their house. You guys carry a signet ring. We are citizens of heaven. Philippians 3.20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to rule. Come on. We are to be the light of the world, set upon a hill. You guys get to be the light of the world. The light. Don't hide. Be the light. Oh, it's so fun. Any of you know, it's just, you know what's so fun when you get, I hear it all the time. I love testimonies. We need more testimonies. It's like, guess what? I came into the situation and it lit them up. Yes! Don't be scared to share it. Don't feel, oh, I'm boasting. No, you're boasting in what God did because when you know it's God, that's all that matters. People can feel the difference. When somebody comes and basically says, hey, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, they, you, you can tell. But when it's amazing, when it's your heart is after God, your testimony, people get excited and it stirs each other up. We are born to rule. Whew. Matthew 10, 7, 8. As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely get. I'm going to end with that. You guys want to stand up? Can I get you guys on? Actually, can I get, if the worship team is available, I'd love them to go into some of where we were. You guys were, yeah, just God is amazing in you guys. It's so good. What does it say at the end? As you go preach, that's sharing you guys. That's not meaning you have to get up on a pulpit and preach. Go and share it. You can preach in your workplaces. You can preach to your kids. You guys, let's get our kids fired up. Come on. Amen. Let's get our kids fired up. Come on. No matter how old they are. How old they are. Come on. Here, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. You choose. Again, it's one thought. One thought. It's one choice. Either you have it or you don't. But we choose today to realize who we are in Christ, right? What are we called then to do? To heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you receive, freely give. All those things. That's supposed to be the normal Christian walk, right? So, Lord, we just pray right now. You guys want to? Yeah, let's, let's just right now. Those who are watching right now, receive too. We're just going to pray. We're going to ask, Lord, that you, it says that we, as we freely receive, we freely give. So we need something 
It's interesting. There was more than one baptism. We're constantly to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I brought it up last week. You don't judge how much the Holy Spirit you're filled with by how full you are. It's how much you're overflowed. Because we're called to overflow. And you wonder why in Acts chapter 2 they were baptized. The Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. And then, and then I think back in the next one's chapter 4. Some of the same people are again saying, fill me again. That's because that's how it works. Because they gave it away. After Pentecost, they went in and they did the stuff and pouring out. You need to constantly be refilled. You choose. Guess what? Our Father's kitchen, his, his, his fridge is open. And guess what? He doesn't, he doesn't need you to ask permission to come get some. Come and eat. Come to the banqueting table. Come and eat freely. He prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He wants you to get excited about who you are and unashamedly, I love that verse, because in the presence of your enemies, why would he put that in there? Why? Because he wants you to eat and have and then and make the devil pay. And as you do that, the people sitting there, they've been cursing and all mad at you, they go, why are they having fun? How come they're enjoying it? They're supposed to be mad right now. I'm cursing and nailing them, and the stuff's not happening. Come on, you guys, right now. Let's do this. There's people that are purposely trying to shut down the church. I totally believe that. That's my opinion. But shut down the, the, the meeting of the saints during this time frame. But with, well, how about we don't get all down and, and, and mad about it? How about we just eat at the banqueting table? How about we just make them matter? Not in the sense that they get so mad at themselves for being mad at us that they say, wait a minute, they're still happy. They're still happy. How about they come and they look and say, hey, how come Daniel's still alive? We were mad. We tried to shut him down. Isn't that a good analogy? They thought Daniel would be dead. They threw him in the lion's den. How about we, the church, says, no, my God, shut the lion's mouth. Come on, that's our God. That's our God. So for the sake of all those right now that are watching and in here and in our, in our satellite campus, right now, just, I ask you, just put your hand on your head. I know this is funny, but put your hand on your head. And we're just going to say, Lord, fill us because we need something to give away Holy Spirit I ask for more I ask for more today not just to hold on for myself not just for some tickles you can do that I love that let him have fun with you let him just love you let him embrace you but I pray right now that he would empower you and do it with power with dunamis exists power that you would need to freely give out that you would have fun doing it fill us Lord Holy Spirit only you can release. But guess what? It's, we come boldly before the throne. Our citizenship is in heaven, so we can come and we get to eat at that table. So we eat of your goodness and we say, fill us today, Lord God. I ask for shifting of mind shifts right now. I ask, Lord God, that we would know who we are in you. That you would encounter your body today. Lord God, that we'd get excited today. That the zeal of the Lord would come over us. That we burn with passion again. That we wouldn't be like, oh, oh, it's not good here. No, we throw ourselves upon the fire again. We throw ourselves and say, hey, I will be used for the kingdom of God because I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I want In your heart, say, I trust you again, God. Come on, sometimes it's just that easy. We say, we trust you, Lord. Holy Spirit, just move upon us again. Fill us. And in that place, receive your healing. Receive your breakthrough. He is the great breakthrough. Jesus sits. Some of you just need to, by faith, take that key and say, oh, I unlocked the 
There's doors that for some reason I've allowed to stay shut. I see this. There's many of you that there's doors, a breakthrough, but you, you think they're locked because the devil has lied to you, but you have the key. You have like the great skeleton key. That means those keys that can open any door. So Lord, we all ask you to open any door that needs to be opened and shut any door that needs to be shut. And Lord, let your presence just overtake us. So those watching right now, we're going to release you. We release you right now in the name of Jesus. We say bless you. Have an incredible week. Go and be filled. Go out and change the world for Jesus. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.